0: everyone welcome to another episode of trick talks my name is barbara lally and today we are here with arena how are you doing today i'm doing all right yeah how are you doing i'm good i'm excited to meet you and chat with you are you ready Mm -hmm. perfect all right so tell us a little bit about your trichotillomania how old were you where did you start pulling from things like that
1: um i was 10 years old Um, It just started out with like just playing with my hair, um, mostly the hair right behind my ears or uh, right at the crown of my scalp. Um, And then I would wake up in the morning and find like piles of hair on my pillow. And I didn't really think much of it. Um, And it wasn't even until I was in middle school that I realized that what I was doing wasn't normal Mm -hmm. Um, because at the time, most of it was subconscious. Um, But and it was mostly just from my scalp for most of my life um but then by the time i was in 8th grade you know you're going through puberty so your hormones are crazy and um i started struggling with my mental health as well so everything was like really crazy um and i started pulling my hair out as like a coping mechanism to self soothe um and also for self harm and uh my mom found a bald spot on the back of my head and freaked out because she had no idea rightfully so mm-hmm. um and yeah since then it's just been a battle of um catching myself doing it subconsciously uh finding ways to other ways to cope and self-soothe so i'm not pulling my hair out um Mm -hmm. i've shaved my head twice um everything on the first two pages of google i have tried it (laughs) Um, and yeah i have only ever pulled from like my face like my eyebrows and my eyelashes if i'm Uh, in a really low place, especially if I have tweezers. So I usually have to hide the tweezers and then I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's been almost 10 years now, which is insane.
0: Yeah. Now, so you had a a period for like three years or so Mm -hmm. where you didn't tell anyone. Um, So like, like help me, help me understand that. Like, what were you thinking? Cause I was 10 as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I started with eyebrows. So like my mom was like right away, what are you doing? Um, so you kind of had like a moment, like some time to just have it with, you know, just you and yourself understanding it. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Um, well, that's a really good question. Um, that period of my life, I was moving around a lot. And so, um, honestly, I was so focused on like the grief and emotions of like having to leave one place and get used to another place and then moving again, um, that, it was just one thing on top of another. And so it didn't, it wasn't jarring to me. Um, and I think I like startled myself a couple times, but um, like I, I, nobody had ever talked about it. Like I never heard anyone say, yeah, I pulled my hair out. So I was like, oh, maybe this is just one of those things that everybody does when they're stressed. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I was in middle school that I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't put my hair up and uh, or I can't leave my hair down. So I'm going to wear a ponytail every day. And I looked around and realized that nobody else had that problem. And I was like, oh, mm. oh, this isn't normal. <laughs> this isn't good. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when your mom found out, was she the one that told you what trichotillomania was like doing research? Or was that something that you did on your own to find out like what this was?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. We, for a long time, neither of us knew what it was called. Um, it's been really awesome. Actually uh, as I've gotten older and I'm growing more into like an adult, um, looking back and realizing like I got to watch my mom, like also grow in like her understanding of stuff with mental health and like her learning and healing from stuff from her past. And so that's honestly, that's been really cool. Um, And so when it came to my hair pulling out, um, it was really rough at first, the language that she would use with me. Um, And so there was a lot of shame on my part where I wouldn't tell her. Um, I would try to hide it from her, try to make like, make it no big deal. Um, Anytime that there was like, like, you know, like one of those high school concerts or like banquet or prom or whatever, I hated those because I'd have to get ready and we'd have to find some updo for my Mm. hair and she would go into her long lectures. Um, But she really worked really hard to look for ways to help. Like she was like, okay, we're going to buy you hats. We're going to get you fidget things. We're going to like looking up ways to try and help. Um, I was doing my own research and we kind of found out that it was called trichotillomania around the same time. Um, And so that's been really cool. Um, I feel like, yeah, it's been trial and error on both of our parts, um, figuring out what it is and getting the right kind of help with therapy and whatnot. But, um, it's been like a journey that we've taken together. If That makes sense.
0: Yeah. That's really nice. I, I feel similarly with my, like my parents, Mm -hmm. I think at first, I think my, I'm, you know, a little bit older than you, but my Mm -hmm. mom, like her thing at first was like, Hey, like, you don't want people to see this, like right. almost like shame it out of you. And we're like, Hey, this is not going, like, yeah. this is not, not
1: That's how it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Like if anyone wants to stop, it's like
1: me for sure. Like, do <laughs> like, you think I'm doing this? Cause I want to like, no, I'm not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How did you feel knowing that there was a term for this behavior that you're
1: doing? Oh my gosh. So relieved. Like to find out that there was a name for it. And I wasn't a freak, you know? Like, I think that was like, nobody had ever called me a freak, but being able to say, like, if I needed to being able to say to someone, I have this body focused, repetitive behavior versus I pulled my hair out, like was life changing for me, especially as someone like at such like a fundamental period of my life where like I was already (laughs) insecure anyway. So like it, oh my gosh, like it changed the game, honestly. And it made it less of like this abstract scary thing, you know, that you have Mm -hmm. to tackle. Like, no, it's a real thing that other people have and people are working on finding the cure or resources. Like I was like, okay, okay.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, did you ever confide in anyone about that? Like as a child or even now, like how open are you with telling people?
1: Um, it took me a really long time to get open with people because it's, again, like nobody ever talks about it. Um, and I grew up, uh, raised as a Christian. And so there's a lot of like, especially in the, uh, culture that I grew up in, there was a lot of language where like, Oh, just give it up to God because he'll heal it. And Do you know how many times I've given it up to the Lord and he hasn't taken it away? Like, I was, I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? So I was really scared to tell people because, you know, it's the language. of like, oh, just pray about it. Oh, like, you know, just all that language that I was like, do you not like, thanks, Captain Obvious. Mm -hmm. Like, I've already done this. Um, I slowly over time, like told some of my best friends. Um, I remember the first time I was in uh, like a dating relationship. And I told my partner and he was so like taken aback and was like, okay, um, I re- like, and he, he, considering that we were 16, like he did a pretty good job being like, "I th- like, thank you for telling me like, but then obviously he's 16. Like he didn't do anything from that point on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've never had much luck in dating relationships with someone who like wants to like fight it out with me. But I did thankfully find solid people who would like hold me accountable or like ask me how I'm doing or um, like, they'd be like, Hey, I like found this, like Ted talk about this. And I thought, and I'm like, Oh, thank you. Um, there are definitely people I regret telling though. Mm-hmm. um And I think one of the things that I use to describe myself now is I'm transparent, but I'm not vulnerable. Um, so if somebody asks me about it, yeah, sure. I'll tell you, like, I'm not going to lie to you, but I'm also not going to be like, Oh, Here's my heart behind this like it's it's still pretty still pretty like heavy and so
0: mm-hmm. yeah I it's hard because sometimes I feel like now as you know grown up like an adult I'm like I have missing eyelashes now and I'm like ask me ask me <laughs> but then like yeah uh, like my whole life growing up I really didn't feel that way mm. but also I've told people and then their reaction was not what i anticipated like i yeah. i felt like it was so like i was like oh my god i'm gonna tell them like i can't wait to right. tell. and then they're like okay and i'm like whoa wait a minute you're not like <gasps> i thought that right. was weird did yeah. you have something like that ever happen
1: for sure like yeah i would have people like I, like i would tell somebody and they'd be like oh okay like my first dating relationship and he was like oh okay and then like moved on and i was like I just told you like the biggest problem of my life, and you're just gonna move on. Like what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've totally had that where I'm like, almost offended, like in a really weird way. Like, Mm -hmm. wait. Mm -hmm. Like you almost want them to like overreact because you know what to say in that instance because you've had that happen before.
0: Mm Hmm. Oh yeah. Now have you had moments in your life with your trick where you've been quote unquote like pull free? So maybe Mm -hmm. you're not pull free completely, but not having bald spots and you're kind of able to let things grow back
1: um when i was at the end of my sophomore year of high school i uh cut my hair really short uh to the point where like i literally couldn't pull and so Mm -hmm. there was a period for like six months where i didn't and it was glorious it was amazing um and then i grew my hair back out um and then there was a period again like late high school like maybe at the beginning of my senior year i was doing pretty good Uh, But the end of my senior year was when COVID hit 2020. Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine, that did not fare well for me. Um, And so, yeah, in January, I cut my hair again. And it's been really nice, actually. Um, Yes, my body has been finding different ways to self-destruct, but we're still having little victories, which I will, uh, that's what I'm going to focus on. Mm -hmm. Did
0: you notice your pulling got worse? during the pandemic were you absolutely like isolated like at home
1: we so my family lived in Europe during when COVID first hit we were in Budapest Hungary and uh because of the like culture and history of Hungary uh the government can say stay inside your houses and don't leave and everybody goes okay and does so I went for like a month without seeing anybody um For my birth, my birthday was during COVID and my family had my friends sign up for one hour slots and come and sit like eight feet apart, (laughs) which is so sweet. But like, and I'm a physical touch person too. So like it was, and my whole family are introverts and I'm an ambivert. So it was like nice at first. I was like, ah, like I feel so like well rested and I'm on top of things. And then like second month in, I was like, if somebody doesn't give me a hug right now, (laughs) I'm going to lose my mind. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was very it again was very much like self-soothing. Like I'm just sitting inside for hours and hours and hours.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when you pull, do you ever notice yourself like getting into the I call it like the trick trance. So like yes. you're pulling, you looked out, it's been two hours. Tell me yes. about that for you.
1: Oh my gosh. I that, I love trick trance. I've never heard that before. I always call them like my little episodes, but that's I like that. <laughs> I start using that. Um, yeah, that's, those are the worst. Like, I always feel so exhausted afterwards and, like, just so ashamed and so, like, because even sometimes, like, it's, like, cognitive, like, while I'm in that trance, like, having a dialogue in my head. I don't know if you have this where I'm, like, hey, you should probably stop. And then I'm, like, but I can't. And so then I'm just, like, why aren't you stopping, like, in my head while I'm doing it? Um, yeah, so it's those are never fun. I, I really don't like them. That's, that's really awesome to hear that other people get those though, because I didn't know if that was just like, like a weird me thing or like, okay, that makes me glad. Not glad that you have them. That's not what I'm trying to say.
0: No, no I feel like, yeah, no, it's, um. and then the hard, the hard thing for me is like, I will be in the trance. I'll try to get out of it, you know, shower, go to sleep, anything. I can touch that area. I'm back in it. Like it just so fast. How do yeah. you, get yourself how do you snap yourself out of it if you're able to sometimes I'm really not able to
1: yeah that's a really good question um oftentimes at least right now in the stage of life that I'm in um because I'm living with other people um like if my roommate walks in that'll snap me out of it um sometimes I have to like lit like it takes so much energy but I have to like physically like stand up and go somewhere else, like go outside, go to a different part of the apartment, like, um, yeah. Because what I used to do was I used to just be able to put a hat on and then I was fine, and that doesn't because now my brain has figured out I can just take the hat back off, <laughs> so then it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, but usually I'm not, I'm not able to break myself out of them.
0: Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier and you mentioned the hat now, but about different things that you would do to try to, you know, like kind of stop or like block yourself from doing it. What are some things that you've used besides the hat? Um, and did they work? Did you like them? How did you feel?
1: Um. So yeah, kind of like what I said before, anything on the first two pages of Google, done it. Um. I've tried like lotion on my hands so I can smell them as they go up. That didn't really work. Um, I've tried wearing rings which works sometimes but I'm also kind of like I have sensory things and so sometimes it's like oh my gosh I'm wearing rings I need to take them off right now which is weird don't know what that's about. Um I yeah hats I have quite the collection of hats. Um I try to wet my hair at, like before I go to bed every night um just so that way I'm not like pulling in my sleep or I wear like a bandana when I go to bed or something. Um I'm trying to think of other things. Oh yeah. You know, like you have the bracelet or the rubber band on your wrist. I actually did invest in a nudge bracelet, Mm -hmm. um, and which I also have lost. So I'm in the middle of looking for that, but, um, that significantly helped like being able to get like literally buzzed. Um, one thing that did help significantly though, especially in high school, um, my two best friends, like I told them and I was like, Hey, if you see me doing this in public, like you don't need to say anything, just like touch my arm um, and like hold my hand or something. And they've been so good with that. And even now, like they're, we all go to college in different States, but, um, I'm on FaceTime with them. Like they can say, Hey, like put your hands down or, and I never feel like they're like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, it's totally out of love. Um, and that honestly has been one of the biggest, like helps. And I have yet to find those people at college that I can ask to hold me accountable. Cause that's, for some reason, that's just really intimate.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: but so that honestly has been the thing that's helped the most.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have the, I have the keen, the habit aware yeah. one, the same thing. And um, yeah. I always imagine myself, I'm like, Oh, I always know. Like I always know when I pull, like I always, and I'm getting buzzed like six times and I'm like, hold the phone. <laughs> My hand is just up, like something, yeah. it really does bring you that awareness where you're like, hold on, I'm reaching this many times at this time. Right. I I need to go to bed. I need to, you know, go in the shower, do something. Exactly. Um, so when you pull, I'm a big hair puller too. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do the lip thing? Do you do like the? Yes. Lip thing. Okay.
1: Yes. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Again, a sensory thing. I, yeah. And when I was younger, like I definitely used to eat my hair too, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize was a thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was like, I was like, okay, trick is a thing, but like that is like, but even that, like people do Mm -hmm. that too. And I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. One of the,
0: one of the biggest things that stuck into my, um, in my mind when I was like thrown into like the medical field of like, Hey, what are you doing? They, people would ask me a lot, like, do you eat it? And I'm like, Mm no, like, do you eat it? I'm like, no, no, no. But it's like, it's a real thing and it can can be very dangerous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How did you get out of the habit of doing that? Um, it was a lot of like I'm trying to remember one of my plethora of counselors um, was really good at just like helping me like, okay, instead of don't try to stop it all together, like don't go cold turkey, like just like play with it in your hands, just rub it on your mouth. Like don't, don't put it in your mouth. Um, I think it even started out as you can put it in your mouth, but you have to take it back out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then slowly over time, it kind of, and still sometimes like I'll catch myself doing it kind of the same thing with like the nudge bracelet. Like I'll be like, oh wait, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's less now of a like a compulsion where like I have to like I have to do it I have to do it and more of like it's on accident mm-hmm. which for some reason feels a lot like easier to tackle in my brain
0: yeah and I really like shout out to that person who was like don't go yeah. turkey
1: like that's an understanding person, right you know? and like that it that just makes so like that's so much more helpful and feasible than like any of the like just stop like Obviously, a therapist wouldn't say that, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it's it was so much more like, oh, I that's manageable. I I can I can do
0: that. Mm-hmm. Have you been to therapists that didn't know what it was?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Hence, like I've had many because I've had to switch.
0: <laughs> I don't know about you,
1: but I've there's been times where I like I'm doing like I'm explaining to the counselor how to counsel me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're wasting each other's time. This is not. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That was something that used to make me mad. Like I would get angry over time because Mm. I'm like, I'm, I'm looking for help here and I have to educate you. Like that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, exactly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you, you mentioned, um, you know, cutting your hair short, Mm. tell me the first time you shaved your head, Mm. what made you want to do that? How did you feel after the whole thing?
1: So, um, I, so, okay again, moved all over the place. So at the end of my sophomore year, my family was moving back to Africa for six months. Um, and I was like at a really, like I had bald spots all over my head. Um, and I was like, you know what? Or they were like, they weren't bald, but you know, like really patchy. So I was like, you know what? If there's any time where I'm gonna cut my hair, I should do it right now. Cause then I don't have to worry about like heat stroke in Africa. Um, and I did get my hair cut in Hungary. So I showed the guy a picture because he didn't speak English. And did he give me that haircut? No, he didn't. He just like shaved my head. So I looked like (laughs) a middle school boy, but the like, oh my gosh, the relief that I didn't have to worry about anymore. Yes, I did. Other soothing habits did come up. Like I was like, oh, I bite my nails a lot more than I thought I did. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I, um, something that I realized was. I would like play with my hair, like run my hands through it because that was like just really nice feeling. Mm-hmm. But then I would get like cuts on my head and then I would like mess with those scabs. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would like bite the inside of my mouth a lot. Like, and I was like, okay, but these are things that I can also tackle. And it was not, it was just so like relieving to not be focusing on my hair. I mm-hmm. think it's really what it was. Like, I was like, I could totally do this because I was something different.
0: Do you think that you're going to, you know, keep the short hair? Is there a certain length that you're like, okay, well, now I'm a little bit triggered. I need to cut it more.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely going to keep the short hair for a while. This is too long. I'm getting a haircut over Easter, over Easter weekend. um, Because yeah, this is like way too long and it's like Chia Pet kind of bushy. But yeah, no, I've been loving the long hair. And it was also totally like just a really, again, like a really good, moment in my life to do it like my freshman year of college sucked like it was so bad and so um i got broken up with in december and so i was like you know what this is it. I it again. and then it was just like oh ah, like theme song like it was just great so <laughs> i've been yeah i feel like i've really been able to come to my own and it's just way less yeah, it's one, again, one less thing I have to worry about. And yeah, I still struggle with like, yeah, like I'll get sores on my head and that's really discouraging. Um, But for some reason that just is, I I guess it's because it's not the same issue. So it's not exhausting yet or it's not as defeating yet.
0: Mm -hmm. What advice would you give someone who is at that, that place where they're like, you know what? I want to shave my head. I just don't know. Like I'm scared. What would you tell them?
1: Um, I would tell them that they should try. If I, I always say, go for it. Like, just do it. Um, if they want to start out with like trying to dye their hair or try to permit, like I've dyed my hair multiple times to see if it would change the texture. Sometimes like the novelty of the dyed hair, like makes you like not want to pull it out. That is less a uh, commitment. Um, but, uh, if you're going to cut your hair, I would suggest actually trying to specifically find somebody that you can tell and say like a hairdresser say hey this is what I'm struggling with and then they're able to like make it an experience with you because that's what I did this last time and again game changer like I shared with her about like why I was getting my hair cut um and she was like all right we're going to turn this into a work of art and we are going to make you beautiful and like she kept asking like okay what about this what about this and totally was like it was an interactive experience and like I cut my hair and she took pictures and hyped me up and I was like this is what I needed. Like, I didn't just need some random guy like shaving my head. Like, this makes me feel seen. Like, I'm not a monster. I like it's not. A, I'm not. I'm not losing or I'm not giving up by cutting my hair. You're not giving up. You're actually taking control of the situation. If you're like, I think it's honestly more brave to cut your hair than to say no. I'm not going to. That's my personal opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Was that the first time you? went to the hairdresser and were open
1: and was open about your trick at a hairdresser. Yes. Sometimes I've had hairdressers, like ask me like, Hey, like what's this with your hair? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Like, and to, like <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't really want to talk about it. Um mm-hmm. And sometimes if my mom is there, my mom will like say something about how she's like, Oh, she just like plays with her hair. Like, um, cause I've even had hairdressers that don't know what it is. And so then I'm like, well, this is weird. But yeah, that was like, and I felt it was so weird. Like I'd never met this lady before. I found her on Instagram. Um, but she like knew what it was. Um, and yeah, it was honestly, it was great.
0: That's wonderful because I know, I know a lot of people and I would lie to, I would just like straight up lie, um, for like a long time, but a lot of people avoid going to the hairdresser. They don't want to be asked any questions, but I love the idea of like making it this nice moment in memory. Like that's really nice.
1: Cause yeah, I I don't know about you, but going to the hairdresser stressed me the frick out like so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and I would just oh, I got my uh, I had to cut the brush out. I got stuck, and like it's bald. Yeah, how is the yep. brush stuck if it's bald? Like you didn't cut that; you pulled it out, obviously. Um, but yeah, I definitely just I tried a line and it it was not um didn't feel good. Didn't feel good having to do that. Yeah. Um. Have you met anyone? now or you know when you're not well when you're younger as well but did you ever meet anyone who had trick as trick too
1: you're the first person that i've met actually um which is amazing i have a friend from high school who she started polling but only really like the last year of high school and now uh like later on in life and we don't see each other anymore um and at first i was excited not that she was pulling her hair out but i was like oh my gosh like maybe this is like i can like help her like oh my word like it'll mean something and she totally was like she did not want to talk about it Mm -hmm. um and like was totally she and i think it's because like i like because i had it when i was 10 since i was 10 like if i if somebody had tried to talk to me about it when i was 10 i would have been so turned off by that so for some reason I thought that she would just be so willing and so open about it. And even now, like I'll try, if we call each other every once in a while, I'll try to talk to her about it. And she like just brushes it off and doesn't want to talk about it. Um, Which hurts for me because I know like that she doesn't really have people in her life that she can talk to about it. Um, But I also, everybody has their own journey with it. And so I want her to be able to, I don't want her to feel pressured or anything to like. So, but yeah, no, you're the first person that I've like met which is awesome that's cool well thanks well i'm happy like i'm
0: happy to be yeah first one um yeah i i get a lot of questions about like well there's a two like a few questions that i get often how do you stop and i'm like Mm -hmm. what what makes you think i did yeah and then um two like what do i do and i'm like well i i was very much silent about it until i was like 28 i'll be 31 in may and i'm like i went through a whole lot of learning like 18 years worth of like trying to accept this thing until i was able to i can't i can't match your yeah. your place until exactly. you're there
1: yeah yeah and i think that like even that too like i you know i don't know if you've done this but like i'll look up stories of people and like trying to like listen to podcasts all the stuff um and very rarely do i ever find someone that's like here's how I stopped. Like, that's never, that's never the story. And so everybody's is different, but um, I don't remember when, but I, at some point, a couple of years ago, like I like was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, okay, you have to be okay with this being a thing for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. I was like,
0: okay, like, (laughs) that's great. (laughs) And that's such an, that's such an important conversation to have because I think there's so much being so young when it first starts you're already like am i doing something wrong i don't want to get in trouble and right. then the way you look changes and it's like mm-hmm. this whole it's so much pressure is added on there is a freedom in saying you know what this thing has just proved to me that it's going to stick around like what do i have to do to yeah. accept it
1: yep. what should i do <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. and i think it's been awesome that the like progress that has been made in the medical field about it like um, I can't even imagine, like for me, like the 10 years that I've had it, I can't even imagine for you, like watching that progression, just because like, um, even I remember like five years ago, looking stuff up on YouTube and they're being nothing. And the other day I was looking something up to send to one of my friends that asked me a question about it. And I found so many things. I was like, this is amazing. Um, because the language is shifting and it's less of, this is a disorder Penny, that's like, oh, And now it's like, no, like just like every other mental illness, we need to treat this as a physical illness. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like there is no like shame in it. And the shame that is given to it is a lot of like beauty standards, a lot of just like, yeah, that communication that people unintentionally pass on to their kids or to the people around them. Um, And so I like, honestly, like sometimes I'm really grateful that we're living in the age of like a mental health crisis. Um, mm-hmm. because wh- the language with that is shifting. And so then that's going to translate, hopefully and has been a little bit into like our umbrella, which I think is really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, talk about, um, going to different therapists and one of mm-hmm. them was like, do you see bugs crawling on the walls? And I'm like, gosh, I I'm, I'm literally pulling my hair out. Like I'm not like hallucinating. Like it right? Was one of those things where I'm like, you have no clue yeah you have no clue like i can't help you like i have to go
1: right um (laughs) i'm gonna see the see myself out
0: (laughs) yeah for real and like um no and i even now with um amy schumer's new show Mm -hmm. life and beth i'm not on that episode yet but um it's episode nine like Mm -hmm. everyone in the trick community like blew up over it and i'm like because i've only seen it be you know so dramatic, you know people in a psych ward pulling their hair and a big chunk comes out. Right. It's I want to see how she does it because she has it. And right. I'm like, how did you, you know, bring this onto the TV show? Yeah. So I'm like really excited about that.
1: Yeah, I've I don't have Hulu, but I've been like I asked my best friend for her login because I was like I need to watch this because yeah I saw the same thing and I was like representation. What? Like who would have thought? But. Yeah. And I I don't know about you but I realized like like maybe like 2 years ago that I was like un like subconsciously looking for representation. My favorite Disney princess is Rapunzel. Ooh. I and not even like Disney, like I have always loved the story of Rapunzel. And like I realized like a couple of years ago I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's because of her hair." Like <laughs> I didn't put that together, but like that was the whole that was the whole thing. And the scene where Flynn, like, cuts her hair, like, I like, remember watching that as a 10-year-old being like, oh, wow. And I don't know why I never connected the dots until now, but I was like, wow. That's so interesting that I was looking for that, like, that comfort and that, like, looking mm-hmm. for myself and people on the screens that I was watching.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's hard. I think that when I was, I guess I was around 11 or 12, there was a whole MTV had this series called like MTV true life. And it was mm. the craziest stuff mm. ever. And there was an episode and it was the first time I'd ever seen it on TV. And the girl had trichotillomania, And I was like, ah, my mom's calling people. You have to watch this. This is what Barb has all these things. Um, And they had her on there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's someone like there. I, I yeah. can't, I can't believe it. I couldn't mm. believe it. And I, I hadn't met anyone until I was much older. Mm. Um, and then of course, like, I don't know if you were a Tumblr person. I might be showing my age. I wasn't allowed to have
1: Tumblr, but I definitely used other social media sites to look at things on Tumblr.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tumblr was like the first my first. I was in um college and it was my first. I was like, someone had posted and I said, Oh, I do too. And they were like asking me about it and I didn't answer. I don't mm-hmm. know why I didn't answer them, but I was like trying to like get out there. But yeah, I didn't meet anyone until I was much older. And once I did, I'm like, you get it. You just get it. Yeah.
1: Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly.
0: So do you think that you will be, because you said you're transparent, but not vulnerable,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, how do you think that's going to, uh, you know, continue with your
1: trick journey? That's a good question. Um, I, the transparent but not vulnerable thing applies to a lot of different areas of my life because that's how I, eventually learned to cope and handle with all the transition that I had in my life. Cause I've moved so much. Um, and I'm someone who I, all my friends, like I love you 100% with all of my heart. There is no gray area. And so, but obviously like moving around so much, especially as a kid, like that, that hurts and it hurts over and over again. So the way that I would, uh, like handle that is I would give people my heart, but only parts of it. And so, yeah, I've shared my entire story, my entire testimony, but never to one person. And so, like, there's little pieces of me scattered all over. And in that way, I still have control. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't really know how healthy that is, but it's been working so far. And so um, I definitely think now, like, I've been, I've watched, like, um, like I literally had a conversation the other day with a freshman that um, was asking me for some help with mental health stuff. And um, I shared a little bit about my mental health, but not about trick. Um, Mm -hmm. But then vice versa, like six months ago, I was having a conversation with someone who has dermatillomania. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is what this is. And they were like, what? And I was like, yes, I have this. And they were like, what? And um, so like, But I was able to share that without being like, here's all the emotional baggage that came with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And in doing so, I know I'm just protecting myself. Um, And so I don't really see that changing anytime soon, but I'm really curious to see what that's gonna look like when I have kids. Like, I don't know what those conversations are gonna be like. I'm very very interested to see what that's gonna be like.
0: Mm -hmm. Have you thought at all if they will have it? You know, like that was a fear of mine. Like, what if they see me do it? What if they copy me? What if they have it themselves?
1: I I don't know. There's a lot of times where like I'll ask myself those questions, you know, like what if they have that? Or like, what if they have like depression, or what if they have this? What if they have like something that I don't know anything about? And um I don't know, for some reason I like it it scares me, but in a way where I'm like, you know what? Like We're going to cross that bridge when we get there. And just knowing like, just like everything else in life, it's going to be trial and error. But just like my mom did for me, like, I'm just going to love them and uh, maybe not use words like we're going to fix this, but instead like, okay, let's figure this out because that's what, that's what she did for me. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's what I needed. You know, someone to not say you're broken and we need to fix you, but this is something that we're going to figure out and learn how to manage.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I love that. I love that. And I, I had asked that question uh, to someone before and their, one of their answers stuck with me and it was like, who, who is better to parent than someone who has it? You mm. know, so like it takes that stress off, you know, Good like, point. it's better to parent someone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you have it yourself. Right. Um, so as we wrap up, I like asking this question. Um, what is some advice you would give someone with trick they're kind of starting their journey out they want to be open about it they want to share and and find the community what advice would you give them
1: Hmm. i think kind of what i just said you're not broken there's nothing wrong with you what you're struggling with is valid and real but using language that's degrading and equating yourself with like a monster or a freak is actually going to make it worse. Um, Because this isn't your fault, you are allowed to show yourself grace and like, yeah, you're not, this isn't something to be fixed. It's something to be handled. It's you're not broken. You're just, this is just a struggle that you have, but what, but trick isn't you. Like, nobody's gonna look at you and see that. Like, that's not, that's not what defines you. How you handle it is gonna shape your life, but that doesn't make you who you are. That's not, it's not who you are.
0: Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. That's perfect. That was great. Great. That was perfect. Um, Arena, thank you so much for chatting with me and opening up and sharing your story. Is there anything that you wanna mention before we wrap up?
1: Um. I don't think so. But thank you so much for chatting with me. Like, this is awesome. This is keeping the conversation going and get, again, giving more representation. Like, that's what that's what we need. We need less like of a fear factor round trick. It's not something to be scared of. So this is awesome that we're able to have these kind of conversations.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much. And I'm sure I will talk to you soon.